Welcome to another edition of the Pucks with Hags podcast. I believe this is the 61st episode of the Pucks with Hags podcast. I'm your host, Joe Haggerty. As always, you can find my work at joehaggerty.substack.com. Anything I write about the NHL and the Bruins uh, will get sent straight directly to your inbox if you sign up for the newsletter. I also cover the Bruins for the Boston Sports Journal, write columns uh, every single after every single Bruins game this week, obviously writing uh, columns with no games. And uh, actually this week, uh, and it should be going up on Friday, uh, doing a report card with grades with me today, uh, a good buddy and colleague, Steve Conroy. I believe you did some grades as well in the Boston Herald, right, Steve? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Now you're going to try and make me remember them. <laughs> this is a pop quiz uh, that you. I wish you, <laughs> I told you to prepare for. Uh, but we will prepare for thanking our um, sponsors, FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, with the Super Bowl coming up, uh, why not celebrate from uh, with FanDuel, America's number one sports book? Uh, if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday's awesome. You you know sit on the couch, have some nachos, um, watch the the halftime show. Watch the, used to watch the Patriots, not so much anymore. But this year, I feel like it's going to be a lot more about like the Taylor Swift cam and everything else. Uh, but either way, the Super Bowl uh, is a great time to get involved with FanDuel Sportsbook. They have so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl on, on Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for you know players scoring touchdowns, points, so much more. And I'm sure there will be Taylor Swift prop, prop bets all over the place. Um, new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Boston to sign up. All right, and let's also thank uh, um, Factor Meals, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Meals ready in two minutes or less. Um, delicious meals, uh, chef-approved or chef-made, um, dietitian approved Head to factormeals.com slash HAGS50 and use code HAGS50 to get 50% off your first box. All right, before we get into the grades, Steve, just real quick, um, NHL All-Star Weekend, uh, they had the fantasy drafts. Uh, they announced who's going to be in the, uh, you know, all the uh, the skills stuff. Um, the, 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 I, I'm glad they went back to that draft format. It's still like a little wonky because they're trying to like get by on on uh, some players that don't seem like they want a microphone in their face. Certainly Justin Bieber didn't seem like he wanted a microphone in his face last night. Uh, but I, I still think there's some fun in it. I like the Justin Bieber designed uh, jerseys. I like that they are doing that fantasy draft again with the players. And I like that they're trying to make it like sort of a fun thing with the acknowledgement that, you know, the all-star weekend is more about like the kids and the sponsors. It's not about like the adults that are actually watching this or us media for that matter. Yeah. Uh, I have to admit, I did not tune into it. That's how much <laughs> I like fun. <laughs> I I had uh, Finn watched it last night. He was into it. He liked the jerseys. Like that's the target audience for all that stuff is the, the 10 year old hockey players out there and the hockey fans. Um, I, I will admit like the, the actual game itself. Um, the fact that Dreisaitl and Pasternak and McDavid are all going to be playing on the same team together. I think that's going to be pretty interesting. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> See, the people right now are getting this a window the- into like what we are like, the media is like when we go to these <laughs> NHL All-Star weekends and we're kind of like rolling, <laughs> rolling our eyes the whole time watching this. Like, why are we yes, here? Uh, it's, it's not something that floats my boat. And, uh, you know, to, to the whole NHL vibe credit, I don't think anybody cares about the All-Star game. 
as opposed to the NBA where it's like bigger than the playoffs. Yes. No, it's true. Uh, and it, like I said, the, the only people that care, I think about NHL all-star game are like the kids. Like yeah. I remember being a kid and being into all the all-star games when I was a kid and, and watching them and being in awe of the players and all that <laughs> stuff. And it is cool when you go to them. Uh, like I see, I remember the one in Montreal a ways back that one when, uh, Ovechkin famously had like the shades on when he was doing the shootout. And I think Gordy Howe was there. And it was like, uh, it was a pretty cool collection of like great players. And it was a good vibe in Montreal. And like some of them are better than others as far as that stuff that goes. One, that one was a good one. That's the one I always remember. They gave out the uh, the hats with the ear flaps on it. I was actually in my basement we, getting Finn's lacrosse stuff today. And I came across that hat. <laughs> it's still yeah, there. And, and, and we needed it that weekend. I remember. <laughs> I think everybody was wearing it. That's right. It was nice. It was good hockey weather uh, in Montreal that weekend. Very cold and snowy. Um, all right. But uh, tune into the All-Star game. Should be interesting. We'll see how it goes. Let's get into the grades. Let's not waste any more time. And the grades are going to be really good. Um, this is what I segued into the grades with in the report card. 31-9-9, first in the Atlantic Division, first team to get to 70 points. Like they've been lights out since uh, Christmas. So this is not going to be a lot of D's and F's. And uh, as far as the players go on this, um, by and large, excellent. Uh, David Pasternak, uh, I gave him an A on pace for 55 goals and 120 points, playing almost 20 minutes a game. Leads all NHL players with 248 shots on net. Um, you know, obviously there's turnovers from time to time, but there's not really much more you could ask from him. No, no. I mean, he's, uh, you know, before they started scoring at a regular pace as they are now, I mean, he carried the team offensively and yep. you know, he's an A plus for me. No question about it. Uh, Brad Marchand, uh, Marchand and Pasternak, even though you're right, they, they've, they carried the offense for a while uh, and now they're getting secondary scoring and other people are kicking in. But they still both had Marshan and Pasternak eleven goals in the month of January, and they were just both on fire. And and Marshan in particular um, has had some very important goals, some very timely goals uh, that were the difference between winning and losing. There's been a few times already this year where he's just kind of thrown the team on his back and just refused to to go out easily or to lose for the team to lose. Um, he's on pace right now for forty goals, first time he would ever get there if he does. And I think it's only the second time he would hit 30 goals in like the last five years and uh, like 79 points or something like that. Um, I give him an A plus just from the production standpoint, from doing this at 35 years old, from being the captain of the team and taking over with Bergeron retiring. I think um, I don't know how much better Marchand could be than he's been in the first half of this year. Yeah, I mean, in the early going, it seemed like he was getting his points on will, basically, because he he had no chemistry with anybody. Yep. Early on in the season, um, and he and he he still produced. Obviously, not at a rate that that Pasternak produced, but he still produced at, at the the rate that you say. And also, you know, I gave him an A plus. You know, out of because of his leadership. I mean, he's a first time captain on a team that could go a whole bunch of different ways. Yep. And you know, here they are back at the top of the league. So I gave him an A plus as well. And uh, <laughs> there's a couple of A pluses in this report card. Uh, the next one, Charlie Coyle, uh, on pace for career highs, 30 goals, 70 points, like blow, will blow away his career highs if he has a second half like his first half. 
He's taken almost 900 faceoffs, leads the team by a wide margin, is in the top 10 in the NHL, um, has has gotten some chemistry with Martian. The two of them have, have become very good working partners together, um, plays in every high leverage situation, has, I think, become a very steadying and underrated leader in that dressing room as well, uh, leading by example and just sort of the tone that he sets every single day. Uh, Coyle, I gave an A plus to, and I, I think sometimes maybe we at this point, we're not even giving him as much credit as he deserves for how big a factor he's been in the Bruins being where they are at the midway point, given how well he's played at center. Yeah, he, he's been very good. I, I think I gave him an A or an A minus, uh, just because of his feast of famine in the, in the faceoff circle, you know, one night he's, he's tremendous. Other nights he can't win a draw. Yeah. Um, so that's got to even out a little bit at some point. Um, yeah, I, I have always kind of thought that, you know, there was nothing in his skill set that kept him away from being a top six center. It was the fact that, you know, I don't want to say he was, he was starstruck when he got up there, but he was way too deferential to the guys, the stars that he played with, whether yep. it would be, you know, with Marshawn or, or Pasternak or whoever he would play with, he would be far too deferential. And, you know, I felt that for a long time, and Mon- uh, Jim Montgomery, uh, you know, also voiced that. You know, when I asked him, you know, maybe three weeks ago, what how he turned the corner. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, he's he's in the A stratosphere. No, no question about it. Um, Charlie McAvoy um, had a really rough, rough month of November. Um, was a bit better in December, really has been excellent uh, in January, plus 17 in January for McAvoy. Um, and, you know, the, it's not coincidental that uh, when he had the rough November, that was the stretch where they lost three in a row, gave up 17 goals and looked probably the worst that they've looked all season. And I think, you know, that's how important McAvoy is uh, to just this team and, and how they can play. And so much falls on his shoulders. Uh for the defenseman work he does playing in all situations, playing big minutes on pace for 12 goals and 55 points um, while averaging close to 25 minutes. I gave him an A minus just took a few points off because he struggled early in the year. You could even put him in the B category because, you know, he was a minus player and he struggled so much, but I I think by and large, when you look at him now, he's on track and I'd give him an A minus. Yeah. I I think I gave him a B plus on my report card um, just because, you know, he he was, minus 13 or something for a month yep. you know that's kind of that's a good chunk of the season yep. um i think he was very skittish coming off that um that suspension yep um you know a little little you know hesitant to use the body hesitant to play his games the way he usually does uh but he's past that now so you know i gave him a, a b plus yeah no doubt uh i i think yeah b plus a minus i think that's absolutely uh in that range is is right on uh, James Van Riemsdyk, uh, on pace for 13 goals, 52 points, um, $1 million contract for one year, a great signing value-wise by Don Sweeney. Um, I think he's been excellent in front of the net as advertised for the stuff that they needed him for. Would you like to see a couple more goals? Sure. Um, and that's why I gave him a B, but I think he's been, you know, pretty much what they were thought they were going to get uh, at the start of the year. Yeah, I I would like to see more goals. Um, you know, I, I think as he's at a career low shooting percentage at like 7.9%. Um, he's had a lot of chances in front of the net and he's only got eight goals. Um, so I think I gave him a B minus. Yep. 
Pavel Zaka, um, been solid. Uh, certainly they rely on him quite a bit. Um, just like they rely on Charlie Coyle. Um, I don't know. He has not been as good as Charlie Coyle as consistently good. Uh, at times they've moved him off the, uh, the center, uh, moved him off center and put him at wing. He's obviously a, a skill player. And, and I think he's built, started to build chemistry with Pasternak when he's played with him. And that's been good. And he's, he's obviously made some really good plays this year and, and, and been noticeable at times, but I think he's on pace for like 17 goals, 50 points. I think you would probably want a little bit more out of him uh, just all around production wise uh, and shooting the puck more too. I don't think he's shooting the puck enough when I looked at those numbers, which has kind of, kind of been a knock on him in the past. Um, and he's going to need to on this team. Uh, I gave him a B minus. Uh, I think he gave him a little better than that, just because he's a guy who, who wins battles all over the ice. Yep. He's a guy who, you know, he, he works his tail off whenever, you know, whatever situation he's in, uh, you know, they tell him at the start of the season, you're playing with David Pasternak. And then, you know, you know they say, oh, well, maybe you're not playing with David Pasternak. <laughs> and he, he doesn't change, you know. Yep. He just he just keeps going on. I think I gave him a B. Yeah, that's uh, right on. Um, Trent Frederick on pace for career highs, 20-plus goals, 50 mm-hmm. points. Uh, I think he's gained the trust <laughs> of the coaching staff. Uh, they're playing him a little bit more at center now. I think they have confidence that he can actually drive line, uh, drive a line at times with the way that he's playing now. Uh, he's really turned the corner and up his game consistency-wise, being a much bigger factor offensively and just all around. Uh, I gave him an A minus, and really watching him now, uh, I'm curious to watch him in the postseason because I think he's the kind of player that could be a bigger factor given his size and strength and given the confidence level and, and the level he's playing at offensively now. Yeah, that'll be interesting because he he did not have a good playoff last year. Yep. Um, uh, I, I think I gave him an A minus as well. I'd have to double check on that. Um, but yeah, I mean he's he's now trusted in every situation. He plays power play, kills penalties, plays on the wing, plays center, has been up on the top line, has been on the fourth line. He, you know, he's he's you know. He he's a guy that almost epitomizes the Bruins right now with the versatility that they have throughout the lineup. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, putting some uh, football squares together with your friends, and placing some super bets at FanDuel Sportsbook. And I'm not even just talking about who's going to score the first touchdown, uh, who's going to win the game, who's going to be ahead at halftime, who's going to be uh, a special guest at the halftime show. I'm also talking about player, uh, non-player prop bets. I'm talking about Taylor Swift prop bets. So, you know, all the good stuff that we're going to see there that's making everybody happy. Uh, so right now, you can go to FanDuel Sportsbook, and they have so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel Sportsbook also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more, including what is Taylor Swift doing at halftime. All right, all you got to do is join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Now is a great time to get on board with the exclusive wagering partner of CLNS Network, FanDuel Sportsbook. If you haven't done it before, the app is easy to download and you can just go get going with the bets. Uh, with The NBA and the NHL are in full swing too, but like right now we know it's about the Super Bowl for the next two weeks with FanDuel Sportsbook. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston 
to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston to start getting your bets going with FanDuel Sportsbook and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's 1-800-GAM-1234. Jake DeBrusque, tough really tough first few months where nothing was going in for him. Uh, I think the, the contract stuff and the uncertainty beyond this year played a part in that for sure. Uh, but he's streaky as well. We all know that, um, you know, really it was doing some other things, killing penalties, but was not a factor offensively. And it was obvious. And it was really obvious uh, watching that, how much that played into the, some of the Bruins offensive struggles in the first half when you look at the numbers of what their record is and and how the Bruins do when he puts up points uh, in a game or he scores goals in a game. I think he's very much tied into them having success, him getting off offensively and being another option. Now at this point, uh, he's caught fire since Christmas. He's on pace for like uh, 20 goals and 42 points on the season, which would be Jake DeBrus territory as far as stats go, not his best year, but certainly in the neighborhood. And I think, you know, given the way he's playing now could be primed for a much hotter, more productive, better second half. And those numbers could go up from there, but the inconsistency, the really slow start, I gave him a C plus. Uh, I gave him a B minus just because he's still a good player when he's not scoring, which was yep. not the case in his first few years. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's still played well defensively. Um, you know, yeah, you need, you need more goals from him. There's no question about it. And he's heating up now. Um, yeah, I gave him a B minus. I think he's he's a more useful player when he's not scoring than he once was. No, no, definitely. Uh, there's no question. Um, you notice him more. He's you know battling more for pucks. There's not as many flybys. the The penalty killing aspect it helps a lot too. That he's uh, doing contributing there and doing something. Yep. Um, in addition to the the five on fly five play and the power play. So yeah, I, I think that's right on. Uh, Morgan Geeky uh, on a career on a pace for career highs and goals uh, and points with 13 goals and 38 points at his current pace. Um, shown an ability to excel in top six roles or bottom six roles. Very versatile to your point about the identity of this Bruins team. There are a lot of guys that can play different positions, play up and down the lineup. And I think he's another guy, um, his size, his strength. Uh, he's bigger than you think he is. He's like 6'3", 210, 215. And second and third effort to make plays happen offensively, I think is going to play in the playoffs as well. I think he's going to help them with his style of play and the way that he plays. Um, he was a, another excellent under the radar free agent signing from Don Sweeney. I, I gave him a B, which could even go to a B plus. Yeah, I'm, I was in that range too. He started very slowly. It took him a while to adjust to the you know a new yep. system and everything. Missed yep. three weeks with an injury. Um, but you know, he's really kind of found his way. He's another guy who's who plays center, but he's got to improve on his face offs a little bit. Um, but yeah, he he's uh he's what uh what they say say in hockey, he's hard to play against, eh? Um, <laughs> he 
big big Saskatchewan uh, boy, hard to play against. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's 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 been a great pickup for them. Um, pretty good price at two million dollars. Yep, uh, got a heavy heavy shot that you know you know you wouldn't think of with the guy who's basically been a career fourth liner up until this point. Um, yeah. But he's shown he's shown that, and and he's been a good player, and I put him in the in the B range somewhere. Yep, and it's a variation on a theme where there's a lot of Bruins, uh, the center types that do need to work on their faceoffs, not just like <clears throat> there's a few other guys, most definitely. And I I honestly wonder if that's something they're going to have to look at at the trade deadline is bringing in a veteran guy that can win faceoffs when you need them to, um, in a, a you know bottom six fourth line kind of thing. Um, Hampus Lindholm, uh, not a great first half. Um, I think part of that was due to, um, just their general struggles, puck possession wise. And the, uh, Bruins have, uh, defensemen having to think defense first rather than re- really being assertive or feeling f- the freedom to create plays offensively. Uh, but I just don't think he played well in the first half either. Um, wow. he did have one rough third period, uh, pinch, uh, recently that, uh, caught the eye wow. of Jim Montgomery afterwards, but. In January, uh, 10 assists in 14 games and a plus 14. I think, in uh, by and large, played a much better brand of hockey. This month m- looked much more like himself. Uh, I gave him a C, um, but I, that could have even gone a little higher with the month that he had. But I, I couldn't ignore the struggles he had in the first half. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he he struggled early on. Um, yeah, didn't get his first goal until, I think, November 14th or something. His first point didn't come till you know, just before that, um, for a guy who's, you know, not expected to to put up, you know, 50 some odd points every year, like he did last year, but a guy who's has to, you know, contribute offensively, you know, that was a really slow start. Uh, Dan Heinen. Um, I, I, the one thing I would say about him more than anything else is watching him now, he is a much better player than he was when he was here the first time around, much more of a factor, much more noticeable, much more involved in the flow of the game and assertive um, and, and a better two-way player. Um, you know, it was on pace for, I think, right around 10 goals and 20 points. Uh, and when you look at what he's done and what he's been able to do and how he's been a factor while also being a guy they picked up off the street for a tryout in training camp, another good value uh, signing and acquisition for Don Sweeney, the Bruins front office. Uh, I give him a B plus. Yeah. I, I, I... I would agree with that. Uh, the thing I noticed more than than anything is his tenacity on the puck. Yep. Um, you know, he's his battle level is much higher than it once was, and that that goes a long way, especially for the player that he he now has to be in the National Hockey League. Uh, Matt Potra, this is an interesting one. Um, I gave him a B. Um, obviously, exceeded all expectations by uh, making the team out of camp. Uh, helped them in the early going with his offensive play uh, when they were really figuring things out at the center position. Uh, went to World Juniors, played for Team Canada, had a decent World Juniors, pretty good. Um, is coming back now and is obviously in a place where I, I think I, I, at times I think he's going to be hard-pressed to deal with the the intensity of the NHL in the second half of the season. And, you know, I, I don't I don't know if his confidence is what it was in the first half as well. Uh, he's certainly not hurting them when he's in there, I think, but he's not really, you know, making as many plays as he did uh, in the first few months of the season as well. Going to be interesting to see where he ends up in the second half, but uh, I gave him uh, a B. 
Yeah, I gave him a B minus. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of that's kind of a tough grade for you know, nineteen year old kid who makes the team. You know, they he made the team because they needed him at that point. He yep. provided something that you know they needed. You know, the, you know, both Zaka and Coyle were still trying to figure out you know, you know how to play in the in the you know higher in the lineup uh, of or Zaka over you know at center. Um, and they needed a third line center, and you know he provided a spark for them. Uh, you know, Geeky has since you know emerged as a third line center, and yep. Fre- Frederick has you know been able to play third line center. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean his production has gone way down. He's b- been banged up a couple of times, and I think he's got to be dealing with that shoulder thing for the rest of the season. I don't know. I you know I hope I'm wrong, but I mean that could be you know something where you know could could you know curtail a lot of his production i think yeah no i think that's true and i think that's you know part of being a pro and and be you know the jump and making the jump to juniors to pros is like playing through stuff like that and like you know dealing with those kind of things and you know taking hits that uh from bigger stronger players when you're 19 years old like all that stuff is yeah, a, yeah. a lot to ask and a huge adjustment um Kevin Shattenkirk, uh, I gave him a C plus. I think he's been good. I think he's been good value on pace for eight goals and 22 points. I think he gives you an option at point on the power play. Uh, if you want to give a different look, I think he's been a perfectly <laughs> fine third pair defenseman. Obviously there's going to be some defensive D zone issues and, and, you know, at times turnover issues because he tries to, you know, make things happen offensively, but C plus by and large been a pretty good player. Yeah. I, I think I gave him a C plus as well. He's, that, you know, all, all the positive things that you mentioned are true. You know, he, he's he's a crafty player in the offensive zone. They, they just spend too much time in the defensive zone sometimes, too many extended shift, extended shifts in the defensive zone when he's on yep. the ice at times. Uh, Brandon Carlo, uh, one of the NHL league leaders with a plus 23 this year, um, has, has, you know, had a decent uh, year offensively as far as kicking in here and there. Um, and obviously been his strong self on the PK and, and a shutdown guy in most situations. And I've noticed um, since he came back from the injury uh, that he's even a little nastier and a little surlier at times than he was before. And he's shown a little bit more of that, uh, especially in the D zone uh, than I'm used to seeing from him. And that's something that I would l- love to see even more out of, out of Brandon Carlo. Cause I think that's only going to help them. Uh, down the stretch and come playoff time I gave him an a minus and honestly I think he's probably been from beginning of the year to now they're most they're consistently their best defenseman as far as giving them exactly what they need every night and you know what you're going to get out of him yeah he's exact you know of any of the D men he has filled his role to the you know the highest of his capabilities Uh, I hadn't had him for an a Um, he's been very good in you know he it's not really reflected in a in a you know explosion of points but his offensive in- instincts are getting better yep um knowing when to jump into the play you know when to when to throw the puck on net all those things um so yeah he's definitely an a for me he's been he's been a rock back there especially when you know at a time when you know you know their best defenseman McAvoy and, and Lindholm were not playing well uh, Johnny Beecher, uh, five goals, good on faceoffs, uh, helped on the penalty kill, uh, but was sent down to Providence a couple weeks ago. <coughs> you know, 
27 shots on net in 39 games. I don't know if he was consistently um, hard-nosed enough as a fourth-line center for what they were looking for. I don't know if he was just making enough happen uh, consistently uh, for what they wanted as a fourth-line center. Uh, but obviously, they wanted him to work on some things when they sent him down to Providence. And I think Boquist has actually been very good um, and kind of shows you what a veteran could do in a role like that. Uh, since he came up, I gave him a C plus. Yeah, I, I'm in that range too. Uh, you're right. He, he was he just he just didn't bring it, you know, consistently enough, uh, and wasn't noticeable consistently enough, especially yep. for a guy that, that size and, and with who possesses that kind of speed. Um, you know, he if he was if he wasn't waiver exempt, then he'd probably still be here, right? Um, I don't think they would have put him on waivers if he had to go through that. Um, but, you know, they can do that, so they did it. Um, and, and, you know, Boquist made him expendable. And it's amazing the transformation of Boquist from uh, training camp to the first couple of games he saw early in the season to now. He's a completely different player. He knows where he's going. He knows how to use his speed. Um, and, you know, he's – He's going to the right spots. He's he's been a he's been a revelation. Yes, and and I think he and Geeky, um, those kind of guys show you how important it is to be patient with veteran players going to a new team and a new group and a new system and all that. And you know them getting yeah. acclimated and comfortable to show you what they can actually do rather than making snap judgments uh, early in the season or in preseason. Because you're right, Boquist was not really noticeable. Um, Matt Grizzlick. Uh, this was probably one of the tougher grades. I ended up giving him a C minus. Like he, his numbers are okay. He's averaged seventeen forty five a game of ice time. He's kind of bounced between uh, third pairing, top four, bounced all over the place. And I, I, I wonder if injuries are a factor with him as well. But I just don't think he's looked as good this year as he has in the past. And you know, it, I think it's reflected in the grade. Yeah, he started really well, especially when they gave him uh, the, the different responsibility on, on the PK. Then he got hurt. He came back. He didn't play well when he when he came back. Um, now I think his game is coming back. He had one, I forget which game, maybe it was the Colorado game, uh, where he had a bad turnover that didn't blow up on him. Yeah. Um, the, the game in Boston. Um, but uh, he, he's been better since. Um, you know, he, probably since the whole team has gotten better in, at the start of January, late December. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in the C, C range on him. Um, Jacob Loco uh, gave him a B. Obviously, went a long time without um, scoring a goal uh, in offensive production. Uh, had to wear that uh, the, the cage for a while after he got the, the cut with the skate blade. Um, he's had some good moments. Uh, certainly he's had some moments where he's brought some energy. I think he could do it more consistently as far as the energy goes and, and being a factor on that fourth line. I think it's a really, it's a tough ask for all those young guys to play fourth line roles where, you know, sometimes I think veterans have a better feel for, for playing in that type of role and they're sort of learning on the job. So I gave him a B, but I think there's a lot of room for improvement in the second half of the year. Yeah, I think I gave him a C plus just because you go that long. 38 yep. games or whatever it was without a goal. And you're right. You know, he, he there's only so much energy you can bring when you're wearing that, that cage. Um, but yeah, I gave him a C plus. I think, I think this, I think he can bring more. And I think we, he will bring more. 
Yeah, definitely. And he's another guy I want to watch uh, come playoff time if he can start to figure out uh, the right side of the discipline and, and agitating other teams and getting them to do stupid things and sort of raising the temperature of the games. I think he could be good for all that stuff. Uh, Mason Lowry, um, I gave him a, a C um, because I think he's been good. Like uh, he shouldn't have even, you know, he was there because of injuries. I think that they would rather have had him down in Providence all year, sort of working on his craft out of necessity. He's, he's been called up. He's been, He's definitely shown his skill at times. Uh, you've seen the offensive capabilities and, and the potential there, but I think there's obviously other parts of the game, defensive zone and, uh, you know, just being a, a, a good NHL pro and sort of understanding situations that I think he has to figure out at the AHL before he's going to be the complete package. Yeah, he's, you know, he's challenged in, his, in the defensive zone. There's no question about it. Um, you know, there's... There are too many times where where you know it, it it just doesn't get out. The puck just doesn't get out, and the the right pass doesn't get made. Um, and that's you know that's a learning curve. You know, he'll, you know hopefully he'll figure it out. If he doesn't figure it out, then he might make a really good wing. <laughs> um, but but his stick skills are amazing. Even just watching him at practice, you know warming up before practice the things he does with the with the puck it's, it's pretty amazing it really is and then there's a whole generation of kids coming up that can do that stuff and it's so much fun to watch all the skill work that they do he definitely has that you see it in games and in practice uh yeah. so you hope he can figure everything else out because i think he could be a legit weapon on the back end once he rounds out his game a little bit uh oscar steen uh, I gave him uh, I gave him a D. This was a tough one. I just uh, one point in a minus two in 30 games with just 22 shots on net. I think he's getting a long stretch here to like show a little something um, that he's probably been waiting a couple of years for at the NHL level. And like while he's done the job and the role that they're asking him to, I just haven't seen enough for him to say keep them from looking somewhere else to maybe upgrade at, at that particular spot. Yeah, I think I probably gave him a C just because he hasn't hurt them. Yeah. Um, but you know, this and he, you know, you know, he, he uses his body and when he hits, you know, people feel it. Yeah. Um, but it's there's just not much there. It's, uh, you know, there's one goal and in, in, in thirty games, no assists. Um it's there's there's just not not a ton there, you know. And it's this may be who he is. You know, he's get, he's gotten a chance, and yep. you know, this could be just who he is. Yep. Uh, Derek Forbort, uh, I gave him a B minus. Like when he's been healthy, I think he's been fairly effective in the role that he always plays, killing penalties, shutting uh, shut down defensively, just leaning on guys in the defensive zone. Um, but I'm really concerned the the fact that he, he took a month off to try to calm down the lower body injury. I think it's a groin. And then he uh, came back, played a couple games, and then couldn't play in that last game uh, before the All-Star break. Maybe they were resting him, but I, I don't know. I, I think uh, you got to wonder if this is something that's going to be a problem all year. And it's going to factor into what they're going to do at the trade deadline, not knowing, you know, his health, health-wise what the certainty is there. Yeah, I think I think they have to, to look look on the back end to get a, a physical player on the back end, no matter how. Yep. Uh, comes along um but yeah it is concerning you know it, it was more than a month i think he, he almost was out two months and then he comes back and you know yeah I mean, this has been dogging him since since training camp um yep. 
So yeah, it is a big concern. When he's right, he can be a very good third third pairing defenseman. Um, you know, you know, I go I go back to you know the, the playoffs two years ago when you know McAvoy was sick and Lindholm was injured. You know, uh, Fulbert and, and Clifton were terrific pairing. You know, yep. they were their best pairing, yep. and it's, you know they helped them you know push a team that dominated them in the regular season to you know a, a seventh game. Um, but yeah, I mean you. At some point, you may have to to wonder if he's going to get through that that injury this year. Uh, Parker Weatherspoon, I gave him a B. You probably could go even a lot higher than this because he's uh, as a 26 year old defenseman that's mostly been in the HL. He's really stepped out and carved a role for himself um, on this team by just being a steady defenseman <laughs> um, and you know being there when they need him and being to the point where. I think they're probably concerned if they had to send him down to Providence, somebody would take him on waivers uh, because he's, you know, been that good um, and could, you know, play his way into like some kind of role with them moving forward, whether it's a seventh D or whatever. Uh, but uh, I, you know, the, the Bruins talk a lot about like giving opportunities to guys in the AHL and them needing to seize it when they get it. And I think Weatherspoon's definitely done that. Yeah. Yeah. He's been good. You know, the first couple of games, as you might, ex- as, as you might expect, was a little, you know, a little shaky, you know, um, but he's he's been really good since then. Uh, Linus Allmark, B plus. Uh, I think he's been very good, not as good as last year. Um, got hurt, uh, but I think obviously, I think Swayman has outplayed him by a little bit. But like the undeniable strength of the goaltending on being the goaltending being the biggest strength on this team, you have to give him a good grade. Yeah, yeah, I mean. And I don't know where the uh, the high danger chances against are right now, Van. But for the first part of the season, he was seeing a lot of them. Yep. Um, and you know he didn't have the you know the uh, you know the the basic numbers uh, that he had last year, but you know he was seeing a ton of rubber. And um, uh, as I say, the high danger chances against. And you know he kept kept the team in in, in games um I, I think i gave him an a minus yep and uh swayman i gave an a uh he's having his best yep. season, really breakout campaign nhl all-star um top three in <laughs> against average and save percentage is really in like took the ball and ran with it when all got hurt and he played in like five or six games in a row or whatever it was um you know i i, I think you could even go a plus with him because he's been so good yeah, yeah, he's he, it's it's that's probably the most fascinating thing as they go, go to the playoffs. Is there are they still so close, uh, Almark and Swayman, that they can think about doing that rotation in the playoffs? Because to me, if there's any kind of gap between the two, then you, you abandon that rotation. To me, yep. um, yeah, uh. But it'll be interesting to see if if they do remain, re- you know, really close. If they if they really do go through with the rotation. Yeah, and I mean they could have intent of going through with the rotation, right? And if Swayman gets game one start and he's lights out in game one, how are you going to go away from that? Especially if he has you know all star season, great year, like you know it, it becomes about winning in the playoffs. So you, the best laid plans could change if if they decide there's a a better path to winning games. Um, but yeah, I think the whole thing is going to be fascinating. His contract, how they're going to handle them in the playoffs, 
you know, whether, whether Swayman's going to get the, the ball and sort of be allowed to run with it to start, you know, what, how the kind of role that Elmark's going to serve and, and like how that all is going to go down, I think is all extremely interesting. Uh, let's wrap this up, Steve, uh, with just real quick, Montgomery, Sweeney and Neely, the coaching staff, the front office and uh, the presidency of the Boston Bruins. I did them all separate, but I gave them all A's. I think Montgomery's having a better year um this year coaching wise than he did last year when he won the jack adams i think the job that he's done with this team has been excellent um he's pushed buttons when he's had to he's prodded them when he's had to i remember we remember the bag skate at practice uh earlier yeah. in the year and him challenging them a couple times to sort of get where they needed to get to and they've gotten there i think with the way that they're playing now don sweeney had a bunch of great moves in free agency dealt with the the salary cap issues really well uh, put them, uh, gave this team the pieces that they needed, and uh, that's reflected in the record they had. And Kim, uh, Charlie Jacobs, the Bruins in organization in general, um, centennial season I think has been outstanding. I think it's been first class with everything that they've done, uh, every ceremony they've had, and the ideas that they've had, and the way they've presented it, even down to, and I put this in my column, uh, John Michael Lyles was on uh, Twitter the other day and he he got like a little, uh, I think it was a coin or what it was from the Bruins and an appreciation of being on the team. And this is a guy that only played a couple of years for them and wasn't really a significant piece. Uh, but these are going out to every person that played for the Boston Bruins and saying thanks for being a part of the Bruins family and all that. I think it's really cool. And it's a reflection on a, on a really well-run organization. Yeah, you know, Cam does deserve credit for, for that. Um, everything I've heard from from former players uh, that they're blown away with everything, you know, this, yep. especially the, the these reunion nights that they've had with the Big Bad Bruins and then the Lunchfield Gang, and most recently the the late '80s, early '90s teams. You know, they've they've spoke very highly of how it's done, and you and I both know that that wasn't always the case when they talked about the Bruins. Yep. You know, there was always you know a, a, some sort of resentment or whatnot. And yep. it's not the case right now. Um, and it's good for the Bruins. And it's good for the brand of the Bruins. Good for, you know, attracting players, the whole nine yards. Uh, Sweeney, obviously, he's he's picked up, he's done a really good job of bargain basement, you know, shopping, um, you know, getting rid of some big ticket items that he probably didn't want to get a, get rid of in Hall and, and, and Nick Foligno. Um yep. And, you know, he's picked up guys that, uh, you know, I wasn't all excited about, you know, all the pickups at the time, but, you know, they've all worked out. Um, so kudos to him. And like I said, Montgomery has, you know, has really had to coach. You know, sometimes where you, where you feel like, okay, this line is working, just stick with it. But yes. and then, he, then he blows it up. But, you know, you, you have to look at where they are right now and, and they are where they are. Uh, so he deserves uh, all the credit in the world for it. Yep. Lots of A's from these two professors for the Boston Bruins <laughs> the NHL All-Star break. Everybody, everything is awesome, <laughs> as I'd like to say. Uh, Steve Conroy, thank you very much for joining us uh, for this report card edition of the uh, Pucks with Hags podcast. Let's thank our sponsors real quick, FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Uh, and that's right in time for the Super Bowl with all the player prop bets and the Taylor Swift bets and everything else out there. So just visit FanDuel.com slash Boston to sign up. And Factor Meals, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Uh, meals are done in two minutes. Um, 
chef uh chef made uh, dietitian approved head to factormeals.com slash hags 50 use code hags 50 to get 50 percent off steve thank you very much for joining me from the car i appreciate it all righty thank you very much for out there everybody for tuning in uh, we'll see you at the ring.